Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to Second Take Podcast. I don't have a good nature. I'm a lawyer. I'm also Sebastian. Oh boy. You're fucked. And I'm out. You're fucked. And I'm Zane C. Webber. You stole mine. And today we are reviewing Planes, Trains and Automobiles as brought to you by you, our loyal listeners and your Christmas time votes. Thank you very much. This is an easy one. Today's film stars Steve Martin and John Candy and was written, directed, and produced by John Hughes. Welcome back, everyone. Merry Thanksgiving? This is a weird Christmas poll. I hadn't hadn't seen this movie, so when Zane suggested to me, okay, part the curtain. We had to put the Christmas poll up. We did it late, my bad. And we're going to put a couple of movies into it. Zane says it too. I was going to pick two. I didn't even include Alex in this because I'm a cunt. And pretty much. then went to put them on Facebook and discovered, oh, Facebook polls, two options. So I went with the two that Zane suggested because I've heard good things about this film and I've seen Elf and like it. So we have we had Planes, Trains, Automobiles and Elf. I assumed this was a Christmas movie. I feel betrayed. It is a Christmas movie. It's not. No, it is. It definitely is. It's, it's not. It is. But it's... Okay, but tell, it's, me, tell me, apart from actually being set at Christmas, what makes a Christmas movie? It being set at Christmas. No, no, apart from that. No, but that's what Christmas movies are about. Then, then the one we did last year, also not a Christmas movie. What do we do? Rise, Rise of the Guardian. But at least Santa Claus. Set at Easter. Set at I, Easter. I, not I, set at Christmas. It's not a Christmas movie. I, I will agree. Say. I'm saying I agree. Wait, I know. Wait, it wasn't wait. A I'm yelling, I'm but, yelling at him. Why is everyone yelling at me? Um, <laughs> but I believe there was Christmas during it because Santa was making all of his toys. But that wasn't the, it wasn't the feature. No, no, it was making toys. That's, he Doesn't Santa only him. do that on the 1st of December onwards? No. It's like no, you it's don't all understand year. how production works. Yeah, but it's magical production, so it happens real quick, right? No, the way, not necessarily. The <laughs> way I classify Christmas movies is you, you can be three things. You can have a Christmas setting, you can have Christmas as a theme, or you can have a Christmas movie. Now, a Christmas movie is a movie that uh, is basically about family at a holiday and the base all the and nostalgia that is what a christmas movie is uh now this is about thanksgiving um and in exactly. in america thanksgiving is the start of the holiday season is thanksgiving november it's the end of november yeah yeah cuz i was i said when i was watching this film i realized that oh no this trip isn't going to go for another 25 more days they're not going to this isn't christmas at all no yeah it moves around uh, uh, 
Thanksgiving does. There's always some Thursday in November. Okay, so probably like yeah. the last or... So point. by my classifications and why I suggested it is because by my classifications it is a Christmas movie. It was snowy. I will it give you that. It did snow because America in winter too. Yes, which happens around Christmas. Yep. Thanksgiving. Yeah. And, I mean, you can say it's not a Christmas movie, but uh, the fans say otherwise. Say it's more Christmassy than Elf. Which is also ridiculous when you think it, when you say it out loud, right? I think, uh, this I think is my it's interpretation about- of the results. They didn't want to hear us talk about a stupid Elf for an hour and a half. They wanted us to talk about... A homeless Steve man. Martin. <laughs> if you want to hear people talk about a stupid elf for an hour and a half, listen to musicals tell me everything I know because we've done an episode on Elf for Christmas. Oh. Because Elf is a musical, a stage musical as well. Oh, I didn't realise that. Cool. Huh. All right. Will, Will Ferrell in it? No. No, no, not no, on stage. It's not the same thing then. It can't be. <laughs> no, it's not. It has new songs and it's an, an actual fully written musical. Yeah, it's, it it's not just the movie on stage. Good. Yeah, it's cool. it's like Shrek the musical. It's does it new include songs and not even canon. Does it include the same bit where they call um, Peter Dinklage a dwarf and he runs up and socks Buddy the Elf in the dick? I believe so. That's yeah. exciting. It's not Peter Dinklage, but it is. That's less person. exciting, I guess. All right, this film though. We're on this film. Yes, yes we are. Let's start with some movie baby trivia. Trivia, I got this. It's a Thanksgiving miracle. How many years, Sebastian? How many years? Uh, This is our second Christmas. And we started in February or March that first year. So we're almost at two years. My God. Oh, no, my dog hears something. Oh, oh, all right. All right. I have some movie trivia, but uh, does does Seb have a really fakey? No, it's a Christmas miracle. That's my running thing today. I have two bits of information. Oh, by all means. Uh, Uncle Buck ends with the same freeze frame on John Goodman's face. John... Candy, candy. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> He's just such a good man, you know. <laughs> um, and it could have been classified as PG, except for the that one fuck. scene. Oh, I love that scene. That was the only scene I had seen previously before coming into this film. Well, that is the scene that won that scene that was in this scene a lot of times. Scene. That was that was thing, but was seen. <laughs> that scene was the one that won Steve Martin into it. That one and the one with the seat adjusting scene. And the, those are the kind of the two things that Steve Martin does well. That practical slapstick humour and then the meltdown humour. Yep. Like the, those, those, are, those are his two go-tos. All right, Zane, you have some trivia? Uh, yeah. So this is a John Hughes movie and John Hughes is kind of infamous or at least at the time for quickly writing movies, just getting it done and out. It wrote first draft, three days, done. That's just what he does. Um, this one was no different. Uh John Hughes also apparently shot double the amount of footage that you usually would for a film of this length and there is an extended cut of it which is over three hours long. Holy shit, because the movie's only an hour and a half. It's never been released um, but it it does exist somewhere. 
in the pits of John Hughes's Hugh, I got nothing. Continue. So, of course, none of the travel companies wanted to be associated with all the problems that happened. So they had to make up and dress sets for uh, the car rental, for the trains, for the for the airlines. Every everything had to be one hundred percent made. So that it was quite a large production when it came to that. So okay. because of course, like American Airlines isn't going to sponsor a movie that's all about how crappy travel is. Well, nobody was thrown off this plane, so I guess they <laughs> get it. I'm contemporary. I think that was United. <laughs> oh, shit, it was. Yeah. Get it? I'm <laughs> fake news. So contemporary. <laughs> um, and this is, or well, it was, um, John Candy's favourite film that he had been a part of. Ever. I think it's yeah. one of his better performances yeah. too. Well, he's not the bad guy in this one. When would you say he's the bad guy? Uncle Buck? He's a good he's the, No, he's fine, Uncle Buck. No, he's he's a bit of a dick. Okay, it's been Uncle year, Buck is a bit of a dick. It's like, been years for me. It's possible yeah. I'm just remembering it wrong, but I just remember him being fuddy as well. Also, he was fuddy duddy. He yeah. was kind of a, a dick in Cool Runnings. No, uh, he got them he helped them get gold. He helps them, but he's still a bit of a dick. And then he has he's good at the end of the movie. That's his that's his arc in pretty much every movie. Yeah. In this movie, he's just a good guy that's misunderstood. Yeah. And Steve Martin is a bit of a dick who's constantly misunderstanding him. So like he's he's the he's the good guy in this one. So yeah, well that, that's all I've got. Uh I, uh, there's the exterior shot of the plane. Um is a reused clip from Airplane right. that was released by the same company. So it wasn't, it was totally above board. But yeah, so, you know, cool. it's weird to have like a that reference to a uh, another better comedy. Fair enough. Comedy. Mm-hmm. Your comedy. Guys. I'm not a comedy. I've cracked the case. Good. Can we move on to movie babies? Yes. All right. Oh, do you have any more trivia? Sorry, Zane. No. Uh, it's done. No. Is it done? Should we move on? Someone else go first. I've uncracked, I've uncracked the case. Okay. Um, so I believe this film is a mixture of, uh, believe it or not, Elf. <clears throat> do go on. And... <laughs> There was a really a pregnant pause right there. Yeah, I, I was waiting to see if anyone was going to react, but you just no elf. Is no, I'm not, I want you to explain. Yeah. Oh, elf! It's a yep. It's about Winter. a stupid elf, right? <laughs> it's about <sighs> a stupid. Yeah, it, it, I don't know. John Candy's persona kind of reminded me of Buddy a little bit. Yep. of his carefree sort of. Go with whatever, like laugh at everything, sort of. Yeah. And identity thief. Yeah, all right. Because of the having to travel somewhere and credit cards being stolen by each other or whatever. <laughs> Even though you, you expressly see Steve Martin pick up the wrong credit card. Yep. So. Oh. Whatever. Oh, so, so many. It's just, for me, it's just odd couple mixed. With road trip, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. set at winter, uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, because you know odd odd couple like 
every single argument they have, it's just about miscommunication or and one like holding something against the other but not wanting to actually talk it out, so just yelling. And then, yeah, then road trip, of course, because it's planes, trains and automobiles. A road trip, yeah. Yeah. I have three. I'm surprised. Of course. Okay. Now, no, I'll just do two. I have The Grinch and I have a specific episode of Scrubs. (laughs) So it's, I had to find the number. It's season four, episode eight. It's called My Last Chance. Anyway, have you guys all watched Scrubs before? Before I... A long time ago. You're asking the audience because they can't... They can't answer. (laughs) Uh, It's an episode where Dr. Cox, part of what he does in the hospital, he gets stuck with an ambulance driver and he has to do rounds with her. And she is very fucking annoying. She will not stop talking at all and it drives him absolutely insane. And he's just an absolute dick to her um, back and she gets a little bit upset because she's just trying to be super friendly. I think her character's like from Minnesota, so she's got one of those like bubbly, high-pitched voices going. Yeah, sort of accent. Yeah. She'd be a woo girl. Oh, oh maybe. maybe. Anyway, so he's being an absolute dick to her. And he finds out in the very, like, towards the latter half of the episode that her son that she's been continuously talking about, um, who she doesn't get to see, um, has passed away. And the big reveal of the episode for him is she's being so talky because she's just so upset with the loss of her son. And I believe this one's also set towards the holidays and she's used, it's like her first or second Christmas without her. It's, so this, that episode yeah. is like a direct yes. callback to this movie. A hundred percent. Yeah. And <laughs> he finds out that, because they had like an accident and she has to, he has, he's going to visit her in the hospital. Like the, the big tip off is, she mentions that he has some baseball card that he's never without and when they're cleaning out the ambulance after the accident, one of the guys that's cleaned it up gives the card to Dr. Cox thinking it's his and when he gets it, he realises, oh, good God, why did she have that? And then it all kind of comes to him. And it's, yeah, it's literally a 25-minute version of this movie with Dr. Cox playing Steve Martin. Yeah. Yeah, all it's... Right. Honestly, it's great. I, I just wish I hadn't seen it before I saw this movie because I maybe had more appreciation for it. But I was sitting there watching this. And I'm like, this is really familiar because it got to like minute 45 and me and my partner were like, his wife's dead, isn't she? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, that yep. didn't take me long to figure that yeah. one. Yeah. Well, it, it was about the time he was talking to her out loud by himself. And I'm like, people don't do that. People, you, you called your family, but I called the motel. Yep. Yeah, I'd call my wife. <laughs> I'm not married, so I, I can't talk. You can talk. I can. Yeah. I'm not going to, though. Well, that's no. going to be a very boring episode. <laughs> we got the stars. Yeah. Um, so you guys start with the good or the bad? Good. Um, can we do the tweet nopsis? Oh, yeah. that probably <laughs> Maybe first. It's a Christmas miracle. <laughs> Hashtag shut up. The odd couple travels some distance on some form of transportation. There you go. Hashtag feelings. All right. Um, A homeless man and a rich man have a shit travel days together. Yes, I know I didn't use proper grammar there. <laughs> but my characters ran out and you got to you got to make you know yep. cuts. Um Steve Martin says what we're all thinking to anyone that works on the holidays. Yeah. Yep. That's not true. Can I help you? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Fuck it. How can I help you? Fuck you. 
Oh, great. I don't think that when I deal with people. No, who work on I neither do I. I said it as a joke and I was like, oh, that's bad. I work on holidays. <laughs> uh, yeah, you used to work in retail. <laughs> sure do. I don't really have to see customers that much anymore, though. It's great. <laughs> Just right. saying. All right, well, let's, let's start with good. What did yeah. you like? I liked that it wasn't that long in length. Yeah, it was very short. Holiday I'm, movies rarely are. So I'm trying to prove a point. Comedies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it was. I mean, Die Hard's pretty. Late. Die Hard, I don't think is a Christmas movie. Yeah, yeah. I've seen this. I've seen this ch- chat on the Facebook page. Yeah, strongly disagree. Yeah. It's not. No, that's. It's just a setting. If you said that, you, um, you said that at Easter, or on her birthday, or on their old anniversary. Exactly the same, except so for that one movie. line where... I have one point of so argument. this freaking movie? Except it's all about family and getting back together well, at so, okay. holidays. Two points of argument then. <laughs> Zihard is about getting the family back together, but apart from that, remember how it's like, I have a machine gun now, ho, ho, ho. Couldn't do that at Easter. Christmas movie. Yeah. Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. No. Yeah. That's, 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 Let's do the Easter, no. Easter analog. I have a machine gun now. Hoppity, hoppity... Find my eggs. Whoa, completely different movie. No, it's exactly the same <laughs> no, movie. No, that's so weird. It's, no, it's, no longer like- it's exactly the same movie. You replace one line of dialogue and he's not wearing a Santa hat. It's, it, it's the exact same argument that I have about this movie not being a Christmas movie. It's about family, sure, but it's set at Thanksgiving. It's not a Christmas movie. Yeah, to be fair, you can't have a family movie that isn't a Christmas film. Like a movie about a family coming I, together. I agree. But this, this is Christmas. Zane, I agree with what you're saying. I actually do think this is, it has well, a Christmas feel to it. Well, if you agree with me, no, stop no. bringing it up. No, no, I didn't. I just said Die Hard's a Christmas film too. Yeah. But no, uh, this... No, I'm saying too. Oh, Die Hard. I don't think Die Hard 2 or 3 or 4 or 20 are Christmas films though. I think no, just, I think one is. They're all Christmas films apparently. Hmm? Yep. Uh, and I guess all the Expendables, Christmas movies. Are they all at Christmas, Christmas too? Movie. Sure. Uh, Lethal Weapon, definitely a Christmas are movie. Are they all at Christmas? No. Oh yeah, the first one is. Then they're tying into the first one. So I just said the only association. They're all Christmas. For the record, every Die Hard is set at Christmas. I just think the number one's only Christmas movie. Ah no, they're probably all Christmas movies. Well, I mean, like they all they all set at Christmas. (laughs) They they are all them. Um, This movie's a Christmas movie. Why not? Everything's you get a Christmas movie, and you get a Christmas movie. Thanks, Oprah, Christmas lady. Oh. She's like a Santa. She gives away presents all the time. She must be Santa Claus. That's the logic we're going with. Wait, are you, are you- I, I accept that logic. I'm not even being snarky about it. I think that's true. She's like a lady Santa. Ellen DeGeneres. Happy, funny. Not fat must enough. Be Christmas not related. fat she's enough. A, she's a Christmas lady. She doesn't have a beard though. Neither does Oprah. Oh, no, but Santa doesn't definitely she? does. <laughs> not my Santa. Hashtag not, not my Santa. Santa. That's terrible. Um, yeah. All right. Well, good things about this movie. John Candy's performance was pretty good. The I was scene, say Steve Martin's. Oh no, they, they actually they are both good. But the scene I, where he was ripping into him in the hotel room really broke my heart. Like just when like, the cutbacks to John, he looked so defeated. I think he did a really good job of just portraying it on his face. Yeah, he's good at that. That one thing. Well, among others, and but like dying early, he's something that comes up a lot. Like <laughs> oh, too soon. <laughs> Him having that heartbreak yeah. uh, in his face. 
the end. Yeah. I believe you. Sorry, I bent over to pet my puppy on the ground and didn't realize the podcast would explode. <laughs> I will never pat that dog again. She keeps farting. Hi, everyone. She's <laughs> she's having a rough day. Oh, uh, <laughs> rough, I guess I'll rough. talk about planes, trains, and automobiles. By it's Christmas. My so, puppy yeah. is here. Mm. Puppies are happy uh, and family puppies. Christmas. Um, <laughs> Steve, Steve, Steve Martin is really good in this. Really fun. Who else is really good? Steve Martin. Steve Martin. The, yeah. the, the cab driver when they got to Milwaukee or wherever they were. Was it Milwaukee? This is the fucked up like low rider cab with yeah. the old hydraulics. Yeah. I He was probably my favorite character mm. in this whole film. Best performance by far. As in like favorite side character? No, or no, character. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Full on. No, not really. I was like, <laughs> interesting choice here. I remember nothing of him. <laughs> no, it has uh, to be the lady at, at the car rental. She, yeah, she was probably the best non-Steve Martin. Yeah, slash what, what the fuck candy. was with Kevin Bacon? Cameo. Yeah, but it's like that's weird, right? He can run. No, it's from it's John Hughes. So what else did John Hughes do? Was it f- well, like in he knew Footloose, did he? When Steve Martin. When Steve Martin calls his (laughs) wife in the background, they're playing a John Hughes movie where uh, Kevin Bacon and whoever else is in that movie were yelling at each other. I believe you. Yeah. This is a thing. Is it a cameo? This is not a good thing. This is a bad thing. Well, maybe it's both. At the end of the film, when both of them are brought into the house and the wife meets John Candy... She hugs her husband and we know this horrible backstory of John Candy's character now and we know that Steve Martin has opened up his heart and letting this person in. Why is she the one crying not knowing any of this? She's happy that her husband is finally home after days of out knowing where he is. Gee, he called her every day. He was gone for two days. But like as an audience, we've been positioned to feel so bad for John Candy and that's, it's quite a Maybe heartwarming she's scene. she's just emotional. Yeah. Like, I understand what you're right. If, if he had come home and she had cried, I would have had no issue. My issue was that we were built up with how sad John's story was and the focus was on that and then she cried. It's like, are you just crying because none of the other actors could cry? No, I think it's because she was happy to see her husband. Oh, like I, said, I understand. And, and, if, yeah. and if John, if, um, John Candy's character, character didn't have that whole thing and he wasn't there and all that and she cried when her husband came home, a hundred percent fine, not a question. It's because my focus was drawn to him that her crying felt out of place. I didn't oh, and I would say that uh, I think what this movie could have used extra of was the family at home, like because it did feel like it wasn't that that bit at the end wasn't as meaningful as it could have been. Whereas Maybe that's not for Steve. Cut was. Probably a whole extra yeah. hour of the family going, "Where's Dad?" Yeah, granted, yes, it wasn't as meaningful for Steve's character. Yeah, but for John's character, I think it was fun. Like it was, a, I I loved watching his little down moments. Not to bring it back to Scrubs, but my favorite character. But let's talk the, about Scrubs. My favorite character in that is Doctor is Doctor Cox. Probably a lot of people's favorite characters. He's very funny. I think for me, he's honestly the funniest character. But also when he has those dramatic moments, I think because we're used to seeing him be so flippant, for me it always hits so much harder. Like when JD's upset, it's sad. But when Dr. Cox is upset, it is just, it kills me. 
And it was the same thing with John Candy, having that character that was so flippant and confident with who he was as a person, having those vulnerable moments played so well that even there, just getting home to the family we barely saw, that was great for me. I think Steve lost out on that part, not John. And I think John was the focus, so I think that's okay. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't think it, it was ever, Steve Martin's journey was ever to uh, be emotional. He was just, just to love, right? Or to, he had, or to open up. Yes. That's it. Yeah, or to... Get his ear kissed. Stop being <laughs> so weird. Weirdly, like, like, to be fair, if he didn't intentionally steal the cab, then this guy's been pretty nice to you the whole way. Like, sure, he yeah. might be an annoying person to be in a room with, but he has gone out of his way to be nice to you. Here's a misstep, I think. So a lot of the situations that happened to Steve's character, you could partly blame for John Candy, yeah. except for one, and it's the plane not getting to where it was meant to get to. Yeah. yeah. And he treats John Candy like he is responsible for him not being home when there are so many things that he has done wrong, but there's also been so many situations that have not been caused by him. Like if he had missed that cab because he tripped over the the suitcase and then John got it and then he missed his flight because he got there late, that starting off that journey, like it was ruined from that one person, I think would have been stronger than just being caught in the storm. Yeah. Yeah. But then the issue is they're obviously going to the same place. Unless John Candy's character... You write him as a guy that's a little bit more prepared. He has the 7 o'clock flight, which they had to go for because he got late anyway. And so he makes him miss the 6, but he's trying to get there early for the 7, and then he gets booted onto the next flight. So that way he has to meet up with the guy that cut him off who got there earlier for no reason. Maybe? I don't know. Yeah, but, I think it's much of a muchness. I, I don't think the the minutiae of it actually like matters so much because it, it is like no matter what happens, Steve Martin was going to blame someone and John Candy was a convenient target who was just happened to be yeah. helping him. My issue was I just felt like they were trying to have it both ways. It's all John Candy's fault but also act of God, act of God, act of God. Like, well, Yeah, I didn't... Do you think the audience is meant to think that it's John Candy's fault? I think that which, for me I thought he was trying to come across as that bumbling guy who is just accidentally causing all these disruptions just because of his, na- just through nature, you know? I didn't think he was prepared to be portrayed as a villain, no, but he's just yeah. so accident prone or so goofy that these things happen around him. I thought that's how he was being trying to be portrayed to us. But then there were just so many instances where it was like, oh, the train broke down. Oh, the flight got snowed in. You know, the car wasn't there at the rental place. So many things that weren't his doing. Yeah. But I, I, See, the, I viewed yeah. it as not that he was bumbling or an idiot or whatever, that it was this act of God and that it was Steve Martin's character who was by proxy blaming this person who he's with because otherwise it'll be it would be his fault or or God's fault. Yeah. And this is the more convenient target. So it's kind of him learning to just kind of like chill out. Yeah. That's chill fair. out, man. Yeah. I did like the bit where they went between the two trucks. And they turns into Satan. Yeah, that was weird. And then Steve Martin turned into a screaming skeleton as well. They both did. Yeah. Was that meant to be a reading? Or was that just a funny gag? I mean, I had... Uh, yeah. <laughs> up, up until it was revealed that his wife was dead, it was like, this guy is awfully unlucky. It's almost like it's on purpose. He's the <laughs> devil! <laughs> and 
Yeah. Oh, it was funny. It reminded me of freaking Pee Wee's Playhouse, though. Yeah. With um, is it Big Bertha? Oh, what about the bad guys? Bad guys. I think we just discussed that. The good guys. The shop. <laughs> Which shop? Oh no! Fuck off. That reference ain't gonna fly fast. Fast our sea. <laughs> like it was like what? Um, Jesus. No, the people outside uh, of Australia have heard of him. <laughs> hopefully. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. The bad. There's a lot of There's really generic 80s humour in this movie that you really just have to kind of ignore to get to any meaning at the end. Uh, the first, let's say the first 30 minutes were really this kind of like, okay, yeah, this is another John Candy, Steve Martin comedy. Yeah, okay, I get where we're going. All right, yes, you needed to put a joke there. And then it kind of gets into the more character-driven stuff. There's like it did take a long time for me to actually get into the 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 comedy that it was portraying. Yeah. On that note, I didn't like his hat. Steve's hat. Yeah, it didn't fit his head properly. I don't think. So you it was the style of the time. I just didn't. <laughs> did you cheer when the truck ran over it? Almost. I liked the hat. About midnight last night when I watched it in. Time. I watched half of it at uh, two AM, like during work. <laughs> really? Yeah, during my break and stuff. Well, like one o'clock, whatever it was. Yeah, it's great. Um, I that's just, the only negative that I have. Like, it's it's a typical John Hughes movie. Um, it it does, but because it is such such a a high energy slapstick comedy with these two actors, like it is, it it, it does kind of rely on genre at the start before it gets into the actual story. Allow me to produce another Christmas miracle. I think this film is too short. Another 25 minutes, maybe 20 minutes. Just something. I enjoyed everything. I just, it's kind of like an almost you sneeze and you miss half the film sort of thing. Just a little bit of length. Just I'm not after two hours or anything, maybe even 15 minutes, just a little bit Seb, longer. if you take one and a half hours. And add 25. Add 25, I said fif- I said 15, <laughs> Zane. I said 15. I'm throwing random numbers that not, I don't want a huge film. It's just particularly small. I, uh... Like I'm not after Blues Brothers because that's way fucking too long. <laughs> just. I never got that feeling that I wanted yeah. more. I honestly, like I didn't ha- Pardon me. I didn't hate the film, but I wasn't laughing out loud to any yeah. of it. Okay, it's, it's it, it was old comedy. It it's, was it was later into the movie when it started getting me giggling. Um, also, there was the the really awkward kind of like homosexual panic, gay yeah, gay panic scenes. It's kind of like just ugh. dated. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I thought it was funny with the like, oh, do you see the football, the sports game thing? I thought that was just really goofy, like old school comedy. I mean, I, I could, yes, maybe it's offensive, but it wasn't offensive to me. <laughs> yeah, it didn't offend me, so shut up. Uh, no, no, but I mean, like, I, just, no, I thought it was harmless. I, I, don't, I didn't find it offensive. I just find it kind of like that's, it's, it's a joke that's never landed for me. Yep. Uh, and that kind of like, 
like that being like, oh, no homo, let's talk about sports to prove how manly we are. That's a that's a satirical joke that I would make. Yeah. So it's like I don't understand and there was a lot of it in this movie. Like not, uh, not as much as, yeah, like do you want to take a shower and then they're like, oh, not not with you. Like, oh. It was at least four or five times yeah. where they like played on that like, oh. You're a man and but, I'm a man. What's funny is they never addressed the fact that they were two grown men renting a one bedroom hotel as yeah. the as the start for the joke. Yeah. Which I was like, you've missed you've missed the the, the start for that joke. Because yeah. now you're telling us the punchline about, oh no, we're not dating or anything, but without the mention, like, isn't it funny having two grown men rent out one hotel room? Like did they miss the build to the joke? I, don't I just don't think they needed to expressly say it out loud. When, how old was this from when I didn't check the start there release date? It was uh, 75. No, no, no. Wait, sorry. That's a different movie. This is 87. Okay. Now, one question before we get to recommendations and what I want to put out there. This is another film because we've recently did Blues Brothers. Yeah. This is another film with some SNL alumni in it. Yes. Without giving away your recommendation... How do you feel comparatively to Blues Brothers? Is this better or worse? As into the original Blues Brothers. Personally, I have no nostalgic connection with this film. Never seen it before. Mm. Don't care for it much. Okay. Zane? Better than Blues Brothers? No. No, it's not. Uh, I think, I mean... With any Christmas movie, it's you're always bringing back nostalgia. It's never you're never treading new ground. And the closest we got was the movie we did last year, which is Rise of the Guardians, which was uh, a new approach to that movie formula. Whereas yeah. I think a lot of the Blues Brothers' charm was that kind of like total out of the blue original idea, concept and production. Mm. Whereas I think this is this is pretty formulaic, both for a holiday movie and for a John Hughes movie and for a John Candy and Steve Martin movie. Yeah. So I don't think it's better in any way than Blues Brothers. But I think in the realm of holiday films, it's one of the better ones. Okay. I actually prefer this to Blues Brothers. I was really turned. I, I was really turned off by the fact that Blues Brothers went for fifteen days, and also I thought this movie, while it wasn't, f- I say it wasn't funny. I didn't even laugh out loud that many times during Blues Brothers. I liked obviously the, there's. I'm comparing a musical to a you know a holiday yeah. comedy, so they they're going to be entertaining in different ways. Like the songs in the first Blues Brothers, really well done, really entertaining. That's fine, but I think like as a character piece. This film, like... Oh, it, as a character piece, They have yes. almost half the time on screen than the guys in Blues Brothers did and I just care so much more about both their characters. And as I said... Half I, I'm, the time on screen? Blues Brothers is almost... Wasn't it two hours 45 or some shit? But half of that was music that they weren't singing. But I'm, I'm saying that Blues <laughs> Brothers... No, I'm saying Blues Brothers went for almost double the time of this film and I didn't care about the characters as much as I do in this film. Yeah, I understand. But you probably that. see the characters just yeah. as much. <laughs> yeah. 
So for me, I this is much more enjoyable. Whether it was funny or not, that's the hard part because I never laughed out loud, but I never laughed out loud at either of them. That's I think I, I chuckled along, but it was just an amusing movie to watch, and that was it. Like it's you know church comedy. If your priest is saying funny, you might go Heh, in your head, but Except you're not going to that one scene. No church in that scene. Which one? The car rental scene. Oh, yeah. That one, I laughed at the very first time I'd seen it as a YouTube clip. In this film, it was spoiled for me. But still, it was enjoyable. And it was cathartic, if I can speak properly. (laughs) Having just that go at that person. I mean, I'm always, whenever my wife wants to call up, you know, the phone company and complain, I'm like, be nice. Because the person you're going to complain to didn't fuck us over. (laughs) They're just the person that answered the phone when you rang. So while I'm against what he did in nature... Really enjoyable scene. So, I don't know. To be fair, she was on a personal call when there was a very long line. Oh, she's a... I was like, "Mm." And her laugh reminded me so much of Umbridge. (laughs) She had the whole thing going, except she was just a little bit less snarky. All right. Recommendations then, guys? Is this film, which is called Planes, Trains and Automobiles... Worth a second take. Alex. Sure. Like, it's not terrible. I mean, it's uh, if you've got nostalgia, uh, well, if you haven't seen it before and you want to go and watch it, do it. It's it's part of comedy history. Like, it is a holiday film and it does have some fun moments. It conveys a certain message. It's not terrible. I just... So, yeah. You just weren't like in love with it, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah I understand. Zane? Uh, yeah, it's a yes from me. Um, Steve Martin's a comedy genius. John Candy. I don't, I don't appreciate John Candy as much as I feel I should. But, again, this is probably his best performance or at least his most uh, approachable performance. Like if you're not into a John Candy sort of... Uh, fat guy saying mean things, sort of comedy. Mm. This this is this is more approachable as a holiday film. Yeah, I think this is it's a real adult holiday film. Yeah, most of holiday films are like specifically focused to at worst kids, at best families, so everyone. Whereas like this could have been rated PG, but a lot of the humor. And a lot of the performances and a lot of the emotional nuance that happens is definitely adult. Uh, it's not. Well, it's but that adult. one scene alone, this film says that's not for kids as well. Well, even if you take that scene out, like there's, I, there's not a lot, a, apart from the actual slapstick humour, there's not a lot the kids would get from this movie. That's true. Yeah. Uh, so I think this is pretty unique in that way as a, like an adult holiday movie. But yeah, so I I enjoy watching it. It's not an every year thing for me, but it is. I'm a huge fan of Steve Martin, so this is on a regular rotation uh, as far as holiday movies go for me. And it's bite sized so it's definitely one that you can see again and again and again, and it won't take up. I will. Yeah. I'll say again. I don't even take that into account when I watch a movie. Oh, it's very important. <laughs> it's very important to you, to me. Yeah, this film's an easy yes for me. It was quite enjoyable. I, Yeah, like Alex alluded to, I had no nostalgic attachment coming into it. Half of them I'd seen a, you know, the fuck scene possibly even this year. So it's not even like 
that far in my past when I saw that. I w- oh, well, I will say I only saw this movie the first time maybe 2009, 2010. Oh, okay, like, so not yeah, a long yeah. time ago. Like, it was... For some people it is. <laughs> it is. No, it's it the is, same amount yeah, of theory like, for, any, for everyone. I mean, like, if you start bringing in percentages compared to age, yeah. I guess it can feel, like, longer, but it's still, it's still like, eight years yes, ago. Yes, I'm an old person, <laughs> but I didn't see this movie at cinemas. <laughs> well, I would hope not. Well, well, what year did this come out again? 87. Yes, 87, yeah. not 78. Great. Because you would have only been 10 in 78. Yeah. That's well, not, uh, 13. That's not how old Zane is. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Are you recommending it, Sam? Yeah, no, definitely. I, I like I said, I massively prefer this to Blues Brothers, the first one. And let's not even take the second one into account. But yeah, uh, I, I wish I found it a bit more funny than I did, but it was enjoyable and it never dragged for me, even though it was very repetitive. We didn't really get into that, but it's literally yeah. just like, go here, ugh, go here, ugh, repeat, repeat, repeat. But... I mean, admittedly, towards the end, I was a little bit like, they, this just has to do something different and the film never does. Yeah. But if you enjoy what it's doing as a concept, you're fine. It just irked me because I just expect the films I watch will have a different third act to the second act and first act. But- See, I treat this film like a nightcap movie. This is like, if you're... You've got all the family over for a holiday party. You've got Elf on very early... Because with all the kids there, then you go Scrooged or Nightmare Before Christmas or something. I thought else. you were saying you put Elf on, then you go Screw, and <laughs> it's like no, same. Your no. family Christmases very different to my family then, Christmases. When all the kids are asleep and you're, it's about to go. Then, that, then you put on planes, trains, and automobiles. Yeah, and that. To, to end the night. And it's not too late when you finish it then. So it's, it's a good, you get yeah. back to the kids. It's, it's, it's just a taste. You can pay attention and laugh or you can not. It's not, it's not a work-intensive movie. I was trying to think of a movie I've seen that has so many bad things after each other, after each other, after each other. And there was one that we reviewed this year. I just can't remember what it was. Have you seen any movies that were similar in that way this year that you remember just being like every time a character goes to fix something, it just gets worse and worse and worse. But it, every we didn't t- review it, but The Hangover. That's a good one. Yeah, that's a good example. It's but- a mad, 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 mad world. What's it's the one a- with Chevy Chase and they're on the holidays? Oh, uh, National Lampoons. The National Lampoons. Yes. All of the National Lampoons. Yeah. And there was one that I thought of that I seen this year that just it irked me because it just kept getting oh fuck it we didn't do it this year it was the informant oh yeah we yeah. didn't do it we haven't even done that movie have we no I made Dose watch it didn't he hate it I don't think oh, I think we reviewed it no, we the one. Matt Damon one no okay well yeah that's the movie I could think of, like every time this person does something the world gets a little <laughs> bit worse um all right so who wants to it's you oh He's good funny. you're up well I recommended it so I'm gonna do the sequel all right. Um, Wait, give me a minute. I've got to write down a title. i got to think of a title. So you, you talk, but I'm going to ignore you. Um, so a sequel. A sequel. A sequel. So it can't have John Candy. No. No, it can. John Goodman? I'm going to do a direct sequel as if it came out like two years later. Okay. Not that I know when John Candy died, but whatever. <laughs> I hope it wasn't two years later. Um... Oh, gotta have a dog. Gotta have a dog, and I want it to be highly intellectual, not slapstick. Yep, 
you sons of bitches. Um, <laughs> you know these two real good slapstick actors you have? Fuck them. I, I didn't <laughs> I know. say that. i just looking forward because of where my microphone is, but I'm very angry with Alex right now. <laughs> Dogs are great that's for slapstick challenge. comedy. Yeah, or right. intellectual comedy. This oh, movie... They're less great at that. <laughs> have you seen Cats and Dogs? This yeah, not intellectual. Highly intellectual. My film is called Boats, Skis and Dolphin Mobiles. Don't go. What's a no, dolphin mobile? No. Uh, it'll be revealed in my pitch scene. <laughs> so my film is set on October 30th, or as Zane calls it, almost Christmas. Um, when Steve Martin... You mean Halloween? No, 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 I'm getting there. Steve Martin needs to return home to be there for Halloween for his kids' first trick-or-treating. But it's fine because it's practically a Christmas movie. (laughs) You see his kids there quite old. He has the little boy with the ridiculous bowl cut that we didn't mention. My God, holy crap, that bowl cut. It had like a point on it as well. It was weird. I will say Halloween movies are not Christmas movies with the exception of Nightmare Before Christmas. Zane, this is my pitch. (laughs) It's a Christmas film. It's about family. It's no. fine. Yeah. And it's, no. it's that was your, it's, that was your it's fine. It's towards the later part of the year. Yeah. It's good. So he's now partnered up with John Candy's character because work, he works marketing and John Candy has this amazing product and he's actually a really good salesman. So they're going to team up to, to take the world by storm and to sell these shower curtain rings. But also they have a dog. I'll get to that. But they, they have a dog with them. They use What's the, the dog's name. Maria. Oh, no, they call the dog Buffalo. And what breed is it? He is a Charles Spaniel. Oh, which one? King Charles Spaniel. Are they big or small? Medium. Uh, yeah. I want one of those dogs that has like the fancy mustaches. Schnauzer. No, it's like an Irish wolfhound or something. <laughs> All right. It has the like giant dogs. But you want to that it has like. It's above its upper above its upper lip has like particularly dense fur, so it looks like the dog has a mustache. Okay, has- horses can have mustaches. Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, not today, sir. They can't. <laughs> anyway, so they got this. You know, they're at their big conference, but then it turns out, you know, to sell these things, and they've got to leave to get back to town, and so they've kind of accepted um, John Kenny's role as their pseudo uncle, not Uncle Buck. But Uncle, whatever his name was in this film, Gus, isn't that something? Gus, Uncle Gus. Oh, I don't think it was Gus. That was another character. Anyway, so they go to leave, and oh no, massive earthquake. His and name was Del. 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 Uncle Del. There was a massive earthquake, and we're talking like San Andreas style. It's fucked, and they can't get home. No. By taking the road. So they like, here we go again. And they take a boat. It's really important that they take a boat. Hmm. So they take a speedboat. And as what they... Brand? Yamaha. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> this, is, this is like a, a test, is it? And they, they go out to sea and they're trying to make their way across to Chicago. I don't know how the world works. Anyway... They meet up with a rather large uh, yacht and they get invited to stay there, like to dock their boat to it and to stay the night with them. What's wrong? What, what is wrong? Picture. 
<laughs> just picturing Chicago on the west coast and like New York on the other coast. The west coast. <laughs> far way around. Sure. <laughs> Chicago's. Zane, it doesn't I, matter. I know, but it's just how I was it picturing it. It's, it's okay. fine. So they, they're going on and this, this yacht, these yacht people are like, Jock your boat with us. Stay the night. You don't want to be on that little thing during the you know the night. It's quite cold. Come inside. So they do that. Unfortunately, in the night, that boat gets ransacked by Somalian pirates. Oh, <laughs> oh good. And These they were a thing in 1980. <laughs> <laughs> Ninety. They probably were right. Don't look at me. I don't know the history of Somalian you're, pirates. You're old, though. Older. You're going to phrase that in a much nicer way. The older folk don't like it when you talk at them. No. So they get attacked by Somalian pirates and their speedboat's stolen and they're stuck on a fully gutted yacht. And you're thinking, why didn't they take the yacht? And I'm like, that's a good question. I didn't think about that. So the, the boats, the motor's been token and they're just, at, they're just adrift at sea. Yep. And then Uncle Dell's like, no, no, no. I know some people here. I sold some showering curtains to the, some, some locals when I was here in the middle of the ocean not too long ago. Give me a minute. And he just takes a dive into the sea. And Steve Martin's character is just, you know, he's just looking and he's like, I just don't know what is happening anymore. Like I've lost control of my life again. This is going to be one of those. So we don't see what happens with Dell, but he ends up, Coming, <laughs> no, no. He ends up coming back with a series of dolphins, and he goes, "Now, this is fine, but they're a little bit iffy about people riding them. So we're gonna have to get transport in a slightly different way, and that's when they hook up a series of uh, of skis to the dolphins, and they get the dolphins to like, of course they do. Zoom. Well, it's a dolphin mobile, and I said that'd be skis, and I'm running out of time." And the dolphins uh, bring them over. Now, what I'm trying to pitch here is sort of this movie meets Waterworld, except with I want a great scene. You remember in the SpongeBob SquarePants movie when David Hasselhoff is swimming and he he's operates like a motorboat? Yeah. I want the dolphins to do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just jets of water shooting off them as these guys are on skis behind them. Now, Dodo said no slapstick humor, but they this is an action scene. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, so like they're going to be riding skis on dolphins and do flips. I haven't heard anything highly intellectual. Um, <laughs> he found the smartest sea creature. In highly intellectual comedy. So it turns out that he can talk dolphin. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. Done. <laughs> and um, so it's, it's a, lot of, a lot of the humor comes from him talking dolphin behind Steve's back, making fun of him because he's so uptight. The end. I fl- have I floundered enough? Am I good? Oh, you found a fair bit. So. Oh, yeah. That's... And then they get back in time for Halloween and it's a Christmas miracle. Hooray. And they're like, Daddy, first Halloween. Oh, yeah, so he has more kids. Seven I should have mentioned he's got like six or seven kids now. In two years. Triplets. What did the dog do? Okay, I was about to come back to that. Okay, I take it all back. John Candy doesn't speak dolphin. The dog speaks dolphin. Oh, and you talk the dog. Oh, this is this is just Anchorman now with the dog talking to the bear, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. Well done. You've created one of the most successful comedy movies of the two thousands. Yep. It's missing three quarters of the elements, right? Well, 
good. I just assume most people turn off after the recommends. I do. Yep. So <laughs> for those four of you listening, thank you. Did you know Steve Martin is 72? Wow. He's doing really well in this movie. He wasn't 72. <laughs> I know. But no, it is, he was like in his 50s though, wasn't he? Yeah. Oh, um, no, late 40s. Been, no. 40s. Yeah. Good. Yeah, probably about 42. Uh, have a good Christmas, everyone. Happy Merry Christmas. Christmas miracle. Merry Chrysler. Okay, thank you for listening, everyone. So if you want to get yeah. in contact with us, there are a number of ways to do it. You can go to our website, which is secondtakepodcast.com. Or you can email us because we have one of those things. We are secondtakepodcast at gmail.com. And always we've got Facebook, you know, Facebook slash second take. Is that right? Sure. Yeah, yeah sure. That yeah. one. Or second take podcast. You, you find it. Yeah. And Twitter at second take TNC. Or we we have an Instagram, funnily enough. Sometimes we post video no well, actually we have no videos. No videos of some pictures yet. though that are funny. There, there was a quite a smart tweed jacket on there the other day. Oh yes. Yeah, uh, I got bored. Um, <laughs> really? Also, um, if you guys want to support the show, we also have a link to our Patreon. It's patreon.com forward slash second take. Um, this is a, a, a big variety of ways that you guys can give to us. It starts as little as $1 per month, which is 12 bucks a year. And it's pretty, pretty low and pretty simple. But we've also got sort of a group goal going at the moment there. So once we hit our first target, which is collectively uh, $50 a month, we're going to release uh, all of our reviews of the Monty Python film series. Uh, and then yes. the idea is ongoing from there for every little milestone we hit, we're going to do extra series for everyone. So sort of a... So please go on and sponsor us so that we can review the Monty Pythons because I can't watch them until then. It's true. We're not allowed to watch any yeah. movies unless we're reviewing them. <laughs> and the yeah, if you want to have a listen to any of the other podcasts that any of us are on, um, go to that's not kind of com, which is the mothership for all of the other po- all of our other podcasts. Yeah. yeah. In one of them, I'm a wizard. It's pretty good. Yeah. And I get to torture that wizard. It's even better. <sighs> and maybe just one day... There'll be solo podcasts that we do. That you solo can find podcasts, there. yeah, where we just talk at ourselves. Yeah, yep. The good. best kind of Fun. podcast, no interruptions, right? Oh, you'd be surprised. <laughs> none of, none of this over talking of each other. <laughs> <laughs> I do like to think fans will literally pause just to be like, "That's that's not true. <laughs> that's not how that works." <laughs> just because it's you in the room by yourself, Sam, doesn't mean you're incorrect. Anyway, it's fine. <laughs> good, good. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Yeah, thanks uh, very much for listening. And go do all the things on social media. Hooray. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.